thanks again for listening to this episode. I just have a few things to say before um, you guys can go ahead and listen to the episode. Um, the first thing is that for some reason, um, the audio is like off. So sometimes it'll seem like Moon and I are talking over each other. But that was never the case while we were filming. It must have just been like something that happened afterwards. I don't know. But it was not like that. So sorry if that um, might annoy you. The next thing is that Moon and I reference um, like thesis papers and articles and texts and stuff like that uh, multiple times throughout this podcast episode. I will have links for those if you would like to read what we're talking about. And in the YouTube version of this podcast, Um, if you can't find it, it's going to be in my link tree or you can just look up Projection Project up on YouTube. Um, And then that'll just be it. Enjoy, you guys. Hello, welcome to the Projection Project. My name is Rain. I'm your super awesome, epic, and cool host. And today I have with me Moon. What's up? What's up? (laughs) How do you feel to be on... The first episode of 2023 of Projection Project. Feeling a little famous and a little nervous. You know, some big people were on this, and I was like, I'm friends with Rain. Let me get that opportunity. <laughs> well, um, I'm generally really excited. First of all, I'm excited to finally post another episode. Second of all, I'm excited for the stuff that we are going to talk about today. Yep. Some big stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so obviously for most people, shifting can be life-changing for some people or can really affect people in general. Do you agree with that? It most definitely can affect people, whether you you begin to do it or your experience. And it definitely does affect people even when they're not experienced, like successfully doing it. Mm-hmm. Do, do you, how has your experience with that been? Um, my experience with shifting has been a very controversial ride, I can say the best, because I've gone through many big phases of places I want, I have wanted to go to, such as My Hero Academia, Night at the Museum, Marvel, and then now I just go to a original desired reality of mine. And now I go through these little phases where I go to small TV shows that no one knows about. But um, I take everything with shifting personally because as many people are now just finding out, it's a very personal experience for one person because it can just be so life-changing, as you said. It's a wonderful thing, but it can also be a really hard thing. But um, you just got to get through it because it's a journey. As every journey, it's hard to get through it, but you end up doing it. I know a lot of people have said that throughout their shifting journey, they've generally changed as like people. Um, I, I'm someone in that boat. Um, but I know not everyone falls into that boat. Um, but I have so strap in everybody okay so (laughs) um so i started shifting in 2020 as most of you know um like most people 
but I I would say that shifting changed me for the better. But it wasn't just shifting. There were other things like that. Like, I'm definitely more of, like, a spiritual person in general now. And I think shifting was kind of like a gateway into spirituality. I think some people feel the same way as me. But obviously, I know not everyone who is into shifting is into spirituality. Um, But I... Not only that, but then I think with shifting, I was able to kind of, like work on like some shadow work which if you don't know what shadow work is shadow work is where you basically kind of deep dive like into yourself and fix like uh like kind of fix things within yourself to mm-hmm. for the better um and i just had a lot of personal things happen in early 2021 um for a while and with the shadow work and shifting it definitely like it kind of opened my eyes for like the better. And then super recently, um, this is, if you don't believe in the astrology, like cover your ears or like ignore this. I found out super recently um, that apparently, uh, so Saturn is in um, Aquarius and is going to move out of Aquarius soon. But I found out it's been in Aquarius since like late 2020 and certain signs have been struggling, and Scorpio was one of them, and my moon sign is Scorpio, so emotionally I have been changing because Saturn is the sign of change. And I was like, my mind was blown. My mind was absolutely wow. blown whenever I found that out. Yeah, whatever that means. I'm kidding. <laughs> You're, you're like yeah that's stupid as hell <laughs> like i wish i understood <laughs> astrology like that like that's possibly one of the coolest unique skills someone could have so like props to you but i have no idea what any of that meant <laughs> i'm like i understand like the very like baseline stuff like if someone like would to throw like degrees at me i have no idea anything about degrees oh yeah that stuff has to do with natal charts and like my experience with nail charts, beautiful, beautiful. But someone did it for me, so it wasn't really all that. Yeah, I I know, like, super basic stuff. I don't really know. Like, I know a lot about, like, myself, but not so much about, like, other yeah. people. Because I, like, I did, like, a deep dive into myself, obviously. Most people do. So, but that was, like, mind-blowing whenever I found out about the, like, how astrology related to like my shifting journey and like my the shadow work part and I I could not believe it like I I thought about it for several days so (laughs) (laughs) just in case anyone uh, is in the same boat as me you're welcome I just blew your mind boom (laughs) some of these people are saying like oh my god I think so in case you're curious if, if your sign was a part of this Aquarius was in the same boat. Um, I think Leo was in the same Ramu? boat. Uh, it's like your big three. So it'd be your sun sign, rising sign, and your moon sign would be most affected. But I know Scorpio, Aquarius, and Leo were a part of the part of it. I think there's one more sign that was a, kind of a part of it that would have been affected within from late 2020 to for like the next week. Oh, jeez. Before it goes into Pisces? Yeah. My sun is Capricorn. My moon is Leo. And 
Where did everyone else go? I mean, everything else go. I forgot. My what? Saturn is in um <laughs> is in Leo. That that name. Uh, I don't really know because it's not. My, I it's not my. I don't know what any of this means. <laughs> I could list off like my whole chart and someone who's like really, really like way better than me in astrology, which is most astrologists <laughs> clearly like read me like book. But like. <laughs> Like, my big three is, like, a mess. And then you look at my big six, and it's also a mess. For anyone who wants to know my big six, here you go. Okay. Who's, like, really into astrology. So, my, I'm a Cancer. Like, Cancer Sun, Scorpio Moon, Virgo Rising, Cancer Mercury, <laughs> Leo Mars, Virgo Venus. I am a hot mess. There's a lot Thank of you very Virgo much. in I'm, there. like, that week. Uh, yeah, my... I'm, like, Cancer dominant, even though everyone thinks I'm, like an earth sign <laughs> oh right cancer's a water sign i was like isn't that an earth sign <laughs> yeah everyone always thinks i'm like a virgo or a taurus but i'm like i'm water dominant and i'm also like cancer like dominant so i don't know why people think that <laughs> anyway i we definitely encourage people to like i, I mean at least i would i don't know about moon but i would definitely encourage people to kind of like think back like on how your shifting journey has like affected your life if you haven't and i mean i i have thought about this a lot i how much have you thought about it prior to filming this <laughs> yeah because you think i have nothing else going on in my mind before filming <laughs> <laughs> well like i know some people don't really care so like i don't know honestly how you, think. you bring up a very good point um introspection in your journey is probably one of the most not to be dramatic mind-blowing things you could do because there are many times where I look back on my journey and I'm like wow that was the dumbest thing I've ever done and wow that was the coolest thing I've ever done wish I could do that again and I quite often do it a lot because there is so much nostalgia when it comes to shifting and I don't think many people talk about it like have you ever for the viewers and the listeners, have you ever looked back at one of your old desired realities and you're like, oh, I was really happy during that time. I wonder if I could recreate that happiness with my new desired reality. Just stuff like that. It's very cute and like very fun because shifting truly is one of the most beautiful things on earth besides trees mm-hmm. or whatever. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Oh my god, I was going to say something to what you just said. Oh, I mean, it's totally okay to think back on the past. Like, if you're someone that thinks back on the past a lot, I am personally someone who does that. But don't let the past hold you back. Because I'm also someone who does that. Um, (laughs) But it's, you should look back into the past and learn from your mistakes. Don't let it hold on to you. Yeah. Same thing goes with the future. Now, I'm not someone who really thinks about the future too much because um, I just don't care. But uh, <laughs> I'm personally just a person that goes with the flow. And I think that is possibly the best mindset for any occasion in any scenario, not just shifting. That you just go with the flow and let life do its job. I I definitely agree. And I, I definitely agree that it's one of the best mindsets that you can have with shifting. I think a lot of people are too like tense and too like strict on themselves with shifting. When shifting is so you can you can be I so careful. I wonder whose fault that is about shift talk. 
<laughs> Hi, well, everyone, and welcome to Why Moon Hates My biggest op. <laughs> and I've been in many fights with plenty of enemies right now, but I told you, they're still on the list, you know? <laughs> um, but yeah, this is just your reminder that there are other sources out there for, like, shifting other than shift talk like there's reddit there's amino there's you can look up stuff on your own on google just be careful yeah, what you search physics will come up with a bunch of equations that you don't know <laughs> and then it'll like and then it'll be like some and then they'll ask you for 50 dollars like, if you want to keep reading <laughs> that's so true <laughs> And then it's only like twenty pages of a textbook. Um, what else? I don't know any other sources. I know some people started creating YouTube channels. Honestly, YouTube is something. It's kind of like the next like. It's not like the next big thing, but now that you have to be careful on YouTube too, because there's so many liars and so many people that are like shifting is fake on YouTube, even though they like just helped us like two videos back. Like what? I don't. I don't know. I don't really trust YouTube. I don't with really that. trust anyone. I. That's a mindset I don't recommend. You can be like me, but I don't want you to be like me, where you're paranoid and start fighting with people on the internet. Hey, are you being truthful or are you just chasing clout? Don't be like me, cause that's a bad route. <laughs> yeah. Um. It's it's okay to have doubts with people like with um videos and content you see but don't don't go into their comments be like are you lying no i'm not saying i do that every day but maybe twice a week yes twice a week okay i don't know why are you putting a timer on this that means you do it 24 (laughs) times a year i didn't know we had a mathematician in the house that's you do it two times a year. There's twenty or no? There's twelve I months say a there's year. Twelve days a 12 year. Times. I was like, what? <laughs> On the first day. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, just it's okay to have doubts. Um, with just it with creators. Um, just don't go into their comments asking if they're lying and blah 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 blah. Um, if you don't like them, just block. It's them. hard to do. Simple as that. Don't be mm. a hater. <laughs> I mean, you can't be a hater. <laughs> you brought the wrong um, person on this podcast. <laughs> I, yeah, okay, I realized. Okay, you can be a hater because I'm going to be honest, I love being a hater. I, I love hating on people. Okay, just if you're like, if you really just can't stand them anymore, just block them if you think it's going to be easiest. Actually, okay, to like add it's, on it's to that, that simple. Um, Even if your issues with a creator may be that you're doubting them. Another thing is, on the complete opposite of that spectrum, don't idolize them. Don't harass them into other people's content asking, hey, is this true? Hey, is this right? They're not a doctor now. You can't go around tagging their username or whatever or sending them videos every day saying, hey, is this truthful or not? I want to hear your opinion on this. I want to hear your advice on this. They're people too, you know? You can't be idolizing, you know, 17-year-olds on Shift Talk who have, like, 12K followers just because they said one right thing. Not only is it honestly really annoying for the person on the other end, it's honestly 
kind of hurtful and offensive to the person that you're commenting this their video on. Mm, that didn't make sense. But um, it, it, it just hurts both people on both ends because you're doubting one person and then you're idolizing one person. It affects everyone. I I definitely agree, and we've like kind. I've talked. I'm. I don't remember which episode. I've kind of talked about this before on the podcast with someone else. Um, but you bring up like a good point where the co- tagging someone else in someone else's content and be like, "Is this true?" I see it all the time with different mutuals of mine and also different creators. Like, and you're right. It is total. It's so mean to like for the person whose content you created, and it's also kind of like the person you're tagging isn't gonna know everything and shift talk creators aren't resources and your motivation they just are posting for exactly funsies. like honestly when i was on shift talk people started doing that to me and i was like look man i don't i don't fucking know okay you're gonna have to ask one of your other <laughs> little followings i really don't know <laughs> yeah i and i i feel like i mean i if someone did it to me i feel like it would be quite annoying just that's just me though i don't know i mean some people might like it but i personally wouldn't because i like also because i feel like i probably oh, let me wouldn't tell know you the something. answer it does stroke uh, your ego quite often that's why that's why some people don't speak out on it some people like it when they get tagged in other stuff they're like "Ooh, you come to me for advice thank you very much mm-hmm. yeah i definitely i see how that how people like might like it um, but I, I think it's cause I just always see like the same creators or like not same creators, like my same mutuals. I was getting tagged. I guess it would make sense that I would see them cause they would be at the top of the comment chain. Um, but it's like always super like random stuff too. Like they would easily no, have like, an answer scripting to a real thing. And they'd be like, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it'd be like, can I actually move? When Do I'm I need shifting? a bed yes. to shift? No. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yeah, you can find, like, please stop <laughs> tagging creators and stuff. It's a, it's, and plus, you can, you don't need someone else's confirmation in something. Because they might be wrong also, too. I don't know if you, like, are really thinking this through if you're tagging someone and asking if it's true. Yeah, like, I literally you know. saw one of my mutuals. They made a video on this new drama. I'm not even going to get into that. But they quite literally, I saw a comment, quite literally tag the person that the video was made about and say, is this true? Like, you're basically asking the person that started this drama if another person's opinion on the drama is true. Like, you're asking for an argument to be made. Like, <laughs> what That's the like heck? asking a doctor. Actually, I don't have an... I don't have an analogy for this. <laughs> I was like, I was ready to hear the analogy. I don't know. It's like asking the shooter. Oh God, I have nothing. <laughs> I don't know. It's like asking an assassin. Hey, did I kill this person? Okay, I don't know. I don't know. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god you know back then i used to be known for like my analogies and oh it's just oh i feel like an old nba basketball player <laughs> dark times 
You <laughs> pass my Brian. I can't even do a three pointer. <laughs> um. Anyway. Uh, I hope we made our point not to tag yep. creators in content, idolizing them. Um. Because also, depending, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't really know about anyone's experiences because I've never been tagged and stuff. Um, but I, I guess, like, some people, I hope this hasn't happened to, like, any kind of creator. Where I feel like at some point it may happen where they would get, like, spam tagged by, like, the same person over and over and over asking if it's true. Like, I feel like that would be bound to happen, too. Because then wouldn't it wouldn't be, like, harassment. But it would be, like, uh... But it's not spamming. Bleeding. It would be bothersome. Spamming? Annoying? What? He, it's not like... It's like past annoying, but it's... I guess it's spamming. It is harassment. Like, <laughs> I guess it's like harassment on... Yeah, it's like... It's it is like harassment. harassment. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's basically harassment that you're doing to both the actual person's account because they see all these comments. This sounds like And the HR creator you're tagging. Like, is it harassment? Is it not? We don't know. <laughs> uh... Hi, welcome to, to Shift Talks HR God, department. there would be files everywhere. It would be like that Spongebob meme where Spongebob's everywhere and it's on fire and then there's paper everywhere on the ground. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it would be. Anyway, do you have anything else to say about what we were just, no. we were just talking about? Okay. Um, we, like, briefly touched on this, and the first thing we talked about was shifting, um, affecting people's lives. Um, but, so, we talked about, like, kind of, like, the spiritual side, um, but not many people like to talk about the science side. Um, but oh, we're, we're here, here to, here to do, do that. that. We're, here. we're here to talk about the science side. <laughs> Just a little bit. Just now, we're not bit. no Dr. Moon and Dr. Rain, um, but we're something, all right. <laughs> Yeah, we're um, <laughs> just raining. We don't have, we don't have anything. <laughs> no doubt in front of it. Okay. Um. Yeah. So, would you like to All right, start guys. us off? So, if you follow me, you may or may not see me spamming people's comment sections with. Why does no one believe in the science? Everything's so spiritual all of a sudden. And if you take a look at my account, you will see nothing about quantum jumping, um, because I don't post about it anymore. But Quantum jumping is another term for shifting that people like to technically use for, like, just a synonym for shifting. However, in my personal belief, science and shifting is not... Oh my god, what the fuck am I talking about? Um, (laughs) (laughs) Quantum jumping is a term that people used for shifting as like a synonym however in my personal belief quantum jumping is most likely a more appropriate term to use when you're talking about the science within shifting rather when you see people talking about shifting it's normally in a spiritual aspect however quantum jumping does relate to quantum physics and quantum mechanics those are two scientific topics And the reason quantum jumping sounds more fancy, quote-unquote fancy, according to people, is because, well, it is quite a very smart term. But let's indulge into why it's called quantum jumping. As I've said before, it has to deal with quantum 
mechanics and quantum, you know, physics. But <laughs> I feel like we're giving a school project. We're like here, and we're like pointing to like a. <laughs> That's what I like about it. <laughs> but quantum <laughs> jumping. Let me read from this article called 67 Ways to Help Your Mind Make a Quantum Jump and another way of saying how to make your brain understand how it works. The person describes quantum jumping as our bodies, okay, wait, quote, our bodies, cells, and minds are constantly giving quantum signals, which we can visualize as entanglements and quantum coherence. Think about it as quantum jumping. It is us steering in a particular direction by using your powers of intention, observation, and awareness. Quote. Now, all of this sounds very complicated. And I would like to say right now, just to make it very clear, the topic of quantum jumping is very controversial, complicated, and complex. But in reality, the practice of it is very simple. The reason why it's such a controversial topic, both in science and spirituality, is because it is a topic not many people understand, as with many things that we call complex. We call it complex because we do not understand it, we do not have enough resources on it, and we simply... <laughs> we don't understand it. Um... <laughs> but as our society continues to evolve and continues to open up their minds but not many people do, but that's okay. As our society evolves, we start to open up our minds to how other things outside of our basic understanding of life may work, such as do aliens exist? Does the multiverse exist? Do ghosts exist? Just stuff like that, where you may think, wow, that sounds really crazy. I'm not sure I believe in it, but it's simply sounding crazy to you because you don't understand it. And society doesn't want you to understand it. That sounded fucking crazy. But um, <clears throat> but basically, that's quantum jumping and why some, may, some people may call shifting quantum jumping. <laughs> yippee! <Whoa. laughs> yeah, yippee! A plus, A plus. <laughs> that was my peer review. A plus, tens. Tens. And if you're wondering why I just say it like that, it's because presentations are my best quality. I love presenting. Thank you. Thank you. That was amazing. Ten out of ten. <laughs> ten out of ten. I think um, I get why some people don't believe in shifting. Um, that sounds bad to begin <laughs> with, but let me explain. So, <laughs> I'm. I talked about this on a live once. Um, but, and now I, this makes more sense as to why I'm someone who kind of believes in the multiverse and the perspective slash constant consciousness theory, where I'm someone who very much believes in science. Um, so if people, if there are people out there who are not very like spiritual or aren't really like, um, aren't really like, don't really believe into like aliens or anything like crazy um, or conspiracy theories, I get why they're not going to believe in something like this. If they're really into science, this isn't going to make sense to them. Even if there is a science side to shifting, some things just aren't going to make sense to them. Even though I said I was really into spirituality, like, mm -hmm. I mean, I, I still am. Let me say that. <laughs> I, I still really believe in the science side of it, which is why I really like this topic in general. Um, just because... 
you kind of get to see both sides of the coin. Um, I don't know where I was going with this. <laughs> I'm fucking. I mean, <laughs> I don't know, but I, I, I kind of got off what I wanted to say. But um, I'm someone who gen- generally believes in both the science side and the spiritual side of shifting. But I think the science side is where it kind of gets a little bit hard for me because I feel like we could start doing like experiments and not experiments that sounds bad but like the like tests and stuff but i feel like there's a point where we hit like a roadblock you know and physics are weird which is what we absolutely have to do. i agree with you 100 percent, 111 percent. because when i first found out about shifting let me say shifting not quantum jumping in this scenario um it was through a, a pretty I want to say friend, but more so an acquaintance who would come to me quite a lot saying, oh, I almost shifted. I almost did this, blah, blah, blah. And this was when I was in the manifesting community. I was not into shifting as I did see a lot of people as a bystander. I saw a lot of people doing shifting, but I simply did not agree with it. However, there is a difference between not believing in shifting and being a straight up asshole about shifting and saying you don't agree with it and you harass people over it. That is what we call ignorance and arrogance and just being a dickhead. But, um, (laughs) wow. I agree. Wow. (laughs) I mean, while, (laughs) while I did not believe in shifting, (laughs) I did support my acquaintance throughout their journey. And eventually they did shift. And it was kind of awesome to see but as I continued on with life while this was in 2017 in 2020 the dark times I was beginning to learn more about shifting however I did not have a lot of resources which was unfortunate but it happens to everyone you know and I realized that shifting is probably still very controversial to this day it's something as I've said before, I didn't believe in at first, which is fine. But you gotta you gotta kind of put yourself at fault when you start to wonder why you don't believe in it. As with everything, why do we believe in a lot of things? Why do we believe in breathing? Why do we believe in something like an afterlife? A lot of, a lot of this has to deal with a question that has come time and time again. Why do we believe in stuff? This question comes up a lot in religion, science, uh, just stuff like that. And everything that you want to believe in obviously has questions to come with it. So it's fine if you don't believe in it. But like I said before, it's not fine if you harass and assault people over it, whether it be verbally assaulting someone or physically assaulting someone. Never seen it happen physically, but, you know, let's hope that doesn't happen. But yeah. The idea that never, like, not idea, the, actually, I guess this is idea. Like, the, the thing that never made sense to me was that, like, people were so accepting of astral projection, but, like, are so against the idea of, like, quantum jumping and, like, shifting. Like, why are, are people so, like, hip about this, but not so hip about the other thing? It like, all, it all what? connects back to society like, evolving and slowly realizing certain things that we should open up our eyes about. Um, what I'm about to say may have a disclaimer towards it, um, because it's kind of, like, out of the box. Like, I'm thinking outside of the box here. 
when homophobia was at its all-time okay. high, a lot of people started to really think about it. They were like, is homosexuality truly a sin? Is homosexuality truly something that affects our real world? Now, let's think in the 70s. People were like, okay, it's happening. We can't really do anything about it, but we sure can hate crime people over it. But then we go into the 80s and we're like, you know what? Homosexuality is something that just lives with us now. We don't like it, but we have to deal with it. Then people started realizing that AIDS was producing. And they were like, hmm, now we have a reason to fight homosexuality. Now we have a reason to go against it. But then as the 90s and the 2000s come out, we start to realize this doesn't matter. Love is love. And you know what? We should open up our eyes and open up our hearts and open up our arms and just support it. We love it. That is just a prime example of how society evolves, whether it be with sociology, socio- sociology, sociology, and psychology. Sociology. We just begin to kind of get over things and we kind of just start believing in stuff. And in kind of like a rude way of saying it, we start to get over it. And people are going to say all they can about shifting quantum jumping astral projection lucid dreaming but a prime example that people use in the shifting community is people did not believe in lucid dreams now they do people <laughs> people did not believe in astral i was gonna projection. bring this up now they do in about 10 years people are gonna start saying we didn't believe in shifting but now we do it just happens it's something we do in society in america all over the world we don't believe in something we don't support it and then a few years later, a few decades later, we're like, oh, we support it. We love it. It just happens. And it's going to continue to happen unless someone puts a stop to it. <laughs> I'm kidding. That sounded like like villainy. But, like, it's just something that happens in our society. <laughs> I was literally going to bring up what you just talked about, the lucid dreaming and astral projection. Like, they didn't believe in it. Um, and then into, like... 10 years later. I mean, I it is a good example. I hate that argument up. so much, but it is a good argument. Yeah, I I definitely agree. I But I know there was also, I'm pretty sure, like, they did, like, so, like, they also did, like, scientific tests for lucid dreaming, exactly. which is that why brings more people back. started to believe in it. That brings me back to my point. Which like, is why I, like... Like, we're back we to the simply don't have enough side. resources, but once we start to put our minds to stuff, we start to believe in stuff, you know? I say stuff too much, but... Of course, once you start actually caring about something, you start Things. to believe in it. Of course, that's gonna happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that... Yeah, humans yeah, are weird. Yeah. Humans are weird. But, you know, we just belief is a very... Easy. You know, it's a very hard thing to do, to believe in something, like... For example, you want to believe in someone, but, you know, in context, they lie a lot. Like, there's a liar in your family, but you really want to believe them sometimes. But you're like, this person lied a lot. They're basically a pathological liar. I don't know if I want to believe you, but you just got to take time and patience to start believing in them again. But you know what? Belief has a choice within it. You can choose whether whether to believe in something or someone or not. It's all your choice. Yeah, I know that. I think once people start to do like own research, I think that their belief in something can become like way stronger rather than if they just don't do their own research in something like if they just kind of do like if they just kind of 
like hear like that normal stuff. I think they're gonna think it sounds like silly, silly. Did you have anything else to say about um what we were just talking about before I like add on something about? else? This, I mean, we were. I mean, we were kind of talking about the scientific side of shifting, oh, but we kind of no, got I off topic. But to we can hop on. back on. <laughs> we can hop back on. I think that um, it's interesting. I I want to talk more about this, and I want to do more reading before I like really, really make a like video about this on my account. But um. Whenever we were finding stuff to talk about for the scientific side, I found a paper talking about Buddhist meditations. And most people know that the idea of shifting came from Buddhism. Um, well, if you didn't know, congratulations, now you know. Um, but it's interesting to, like, finally, like, see the connections after you do readings um, on, like, Buddhist meditations and how it connects to, like, quantum jumping and shifting. And it's just... It's it's an it's not like amazing, but it, it like kind of blew my mind. And when whenever I read more about it, um, I like I can't wait to like share yeah, it with people. It does. Does that make sense? That sounded like I didn't believe you. Oh. <laughs> wait, did you say the <laughs> you like, this bitch is so dumb? Yeah, give us a no. Here, excerpt. do you want me to read exactly what I found? So this, what I'm about to read from is someone's, um, is from a thesis paper, and the paper is called The Inception of De and Development of Buddhist Meditation. And I can't say the second part of it because I <laughs> am, it's too complicated. <laughs> it's too complicated, so I will, that was just the main part. But here was the part that I read for a few other people yesterday, but this is talking about um, just meditation in general. Um, so it says, quote, the Buddha proceeds in this way, considering the four elements, then moves on to the four formless spheres, then the world, and then the other world. The meditator fails to perceive upon attainment of the next rung in the ladder, then proceeding rung, yet in the final other world, he remains conscious. The awareness of the practitioner gradually moves to more abstract and subtle objects. As the mental abstraction takes place, the mental constructions are sequentially transcended, accumulating in a worldless, suspended yogic state. In other words, there is a continual dissolution of materiality marked by a successive stage and failing to perceive the former one. Quote. <laughs> I read that and I was like, Obviously, there's a lot of big words in it, and I'm pretty stupid. <laughs> but I like read that. <laughs> it took a few like a little bit to figure out what they were saying in like really stupid, dumb terms. But I was like, "Oh my god, oh my god!" And there's like, there's more later on. Um, there's like, there's one really one in depth, and I feel like it does a pretty good job. I mean, obviously, there's tons. I feel like of different types of meditations. But there's one in here that they describe that really reminds me of what, like, the void state meditation Ooh. is like. Where it's like, where it's like, the void you were, state, it's like the you topic of like the void state message is what it basically describes. I don't want to say it turns me on, but it really, it really strokes yeah. something of mine. It, it's just, ever since I found out about the void state. <laughs> 
my life has never been the same. You want to a- you want to ask me about I'm how the shifting affected your life? No, ask me how the void state has affected my life. That thing is beautiful. Hmm. Love it, love it, love it. Real. Okay, the funny thing is, is a lot, a few podcast episodes ago, I actually didn't know what it was, and I had to have someone explain it to me, and then someone sent me articles on Google Scholar, ironically, and I think I found one of the ones that someone sent to me. So I'll probably end up putting it in the description if people would like to know what it is um, uh, in, like, super heavy scientific terms. Uh, Not scientific, but smart terms. And um, so then I was like, oh, wonderful. But then... Uh, super, like, and then, like, later on, I was, like, using it, but now I'm sitting here in, like, 2023, and I've already been in the void state multiple times, and, like, a year ago, I had no idea what it was. (laughs) Actually, I did want to, um, bring something to the table that, uh, just came to my mind real quick. From the same article I just read from, if you forgot the title, 67 Ways to Help Your Mind Make a Quantum Jump. Within the article, it brings up something called, You Are Your Own Limitation which is very true. Quote, the key to effective moving quantum jumps is to let go of your past and to believe we cannot manifest what we don't believe. All limits are self-imposed. Once you start creating filters in your mind, even if there is some truth to them, those beliefs can become limiters. Quote, now, a prime example of the human mind defeating those limitations is something called the man who ran a mile in four minutes. Who that man was was Roger Bannister. <clears throat> Quote, a four-minute mile is the completion of a, ro- of a mile run in four minutes or less. It was first achieved in 1954 by Roger Bannister. At age 25, in three minutes and 59 seconds, as of April 2021, the four-minute barrier has been broken by 1,664 athletes and is now a standard of professional middle distance runners in several cultures. Quote, now, you might be wondering who is Roger Bannister and why do they bring up the term athletes versus him? Now, the thing is, Roger Bannister was not an athlete. He was actually a doctor in psychology. He was a psychologist who wanted to prove a point that there is limitations and real limitations of belief in the human mind the reason that this is such a big deal is because the four minute mile was not proven to be completed in four minutes before it it was suddenly to believe to be (laughs) no um so the mile the (laughs) the mile was not always completed you got it got it under four minutes or even at four minutes. It used to take a really long time. However, Roger Bannister simply wanted to prove a point saying, but that's what we want to believe, that we can't do it in under four minutes, or we can't do it at four minutes. So to prove his point, he did it because he truly believed and got rid of that disbelief and got rid of that blockage in his mind that he can't do it in under four minutes. He got rid of that. And look at him now. He is known in history as the man who completed the mile in four minutes. That is a prime example of how the human mind can defeat limitations and how you, you as a listener and as a shifter and a quantum jumper and whatever you're trying to manifest in your life, that you have human limitations in your human brain, 
but you can very well you can very well defeat them no matter how big your blockage is whether it's a small doubt or a big doubt you as a human even though your brain limits itself a lot you have the belief to defeat that you can shift but your brain is limiting you how do you defeat that by get by getting rid of that disbelief and that's my example A plus, a hundred stars. Whoa! <laughs> yeah, <yippee>. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. I mean, clap, clap. Okay, the what? The first thing you were talking, or the, okay, the first part of that story with the not the four minute mile part, but the limitations part in your holding yourself back was I'm pretty sure was mentioned in that thesis paper like it's crazy to see like the parts like intertwined that's because it's talking about this is like (laughs) it's blowing my mind yeah I know but that that paper is about Buddhist meditation uh oh what you're saying is that was a spiritual thing and this is a scientific thing oh see scientific thing See, okay, I think here's what here's my conclusion. Okay, <laughs> now this is a paper. Here's my thesis. Well, you can't just give out your I'm thesis. I'm actually really bad at writing thesis starter. <laughs> here's my point. And this is my point that I'm bad at writing papers. I am good at giving presentations, though. Anyway, um, but my point, I think, I think generally shifting slash quantum jumping is a good happy medium of science and shifting which this is this is why i believe in both because it's the fact that it was mentioned in the thesis paper and that it was mentioned in what you were reading off is insane obviously it's different words but they're saying the same thing which is yeah and um like i said if you're wondering how i learned that story um no the thing is i'm not a very (laughs) i was there i was roger bannister (laughs) when was there (laughs) <laughs> no, but um, I'm not very athletic as much as I want to be an athlete. Is this my segue to tell people about my basketball DR? No, but um, the way I learned about that was through a wonderful <laughs> TV show called Winning Time, The Rise of the Lakers Dynasty. It was inserted as a story of how the Lakers began to win, basically. And it is a pretty motivational story both for athletes or non-athletes because you can apply this to basically anything because can you really just take in how a medical student such as Roger Bannister himself did something way out of his league and somehow completed it simply because he knew the science and psychology behind how athletes and how certain sports work. Just take that all in and realize that we as humans can do so much. Even though it's a myth that um, a lot of people believe, but people should know. This is a myth. That the brain only uses half of its power. That's a myth. The brain does use most of its power, but there's a lot of power left that you can use that to. Such as shifting, being an athlete, being an artist, being a genius, whatever you want. You can do anything you truly put your mind to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm still laughing at the moon is there. <laughs> All right, my name is Trey. I got a basketball game tomorrow. <laughs> oh my god. That's all I could think about. <laughs> okay. Anyway, did you have um any last thoughts about anything we talked um... about or any last things in general? I do, I I guess kind of going back to that just a little bit, I think, like I said, I guess shifting is a good doorway uh, to get into, I guess, spirituality or into manifesting or um, any anything into that kind of boat. And I also think it's a good doorway to get into, like, like I said, shadow work. And shadow work is a kind of psychiatry, if you didn't know that, or a psychology way to get to know yourself. Um uh, I, I think it's a good gateway for all of those things if you want to get into any of those things. Um, yeah, so... Um, that's it. <laughs> not only can shifting slash quantum jumping lead you to good things in your life, you just... A lot of people need to be wary of um, the bad things that can happen, which um, when I say that, obviously, of course, the first thing that pops on into people's mind is, oh, yes, of course, you can get trauma from your DR. No, I'm not just talking about that. I'm talking about how you not even shifting yet successfully can affect you. How you can obsess over shifting. It's not a very good time of your life. I've had it happen to me. It's not fun at all. But it could also have it being escapism, which is a controversial topic within the shifting community. But I personally believe that escapism is not the way to go. However, if you do struggle with escapism within your shifting journey, put it this way. Instead of escaping your problems with shifting, you're solving your problems. Think of it that way. Because I do that quite often. And honestly, instead of thinking of it as escaping my problems, I'm solving my problems. It actually puts my mind at ease. And just back to how it can affect you negatively is just it can affect your friendships your relationships, your bonds with other people. But to put it on a positive note, these can affect great relationships. You could feel closer to someone just knowing about shifting. Like, and then a prime example is shifting can bring you friends. Now, me personally, I've made a lot of friends over shifting. And... Rain Excuse stealing me, my talk topic? About the, I've also made a lot of friends. <laughs> but, um, yeah, me and Rain... I'm so sorry. We're friends? Unless we're not... <laughs> that was just my confirmation. That was a question but, for um, As me and Rain, we're friends. We were first <laughs> mutuals, and then I feel like after that horrid Google meet, we somehow got closer. <laughs> Forcibly closer, if anything. But, um... Shifting can bring a lot of great friends, whether it's from Shift Talk ah, or the shifting community itself. And honestly, whether you're bonding over having the same DR, having the same powers or abilities or just anything, even without shifting in that bond or relationship, you still have a pretty great friend. I'd hope so. And it's honestly, as much as you could talk shit about shifting, it's a beautiful thing. More beautiful than the trees, possibly. Oh, my God. Yeah, I... 
I definitely agree with with a lot of what Moon said, where I totally forgot. I think I talked about it in a video, but not really in here, where it, it shift talk and shifting in general can bring a lot of friends. Um, and not only with shifting, with other things too. Like we have lots of other things in common to talk about, um, which is nice. Um, and I... Yeah, like you and Calissa. I forgot what else I was going to say about friends. Never know what's um, going on but in it's, that it's conversation. Nice. But... <laughs> Ironically, we bonded, we became friends uh, through <laughs> that was weird Marvel and not Mass Effect. Listen, I only probably found out like maybe about a year ago that we were both into Mass Effect. Um, but I quickly talking about escapism, I've talked about a, a lot on here. I have very mixed feelings about it. I'm not personally for using shifting as an escape method um i I, tr I realized it was not really for me after i realized i was trying to do it um but i i know that there are healthy ways to have like escape um like have like escapism because people are like playing video games and books as an escape method and i'm like well you're definitely right you're definitely you definitely are right i won't argue with that so i guess shifting could be in a healthy escape escape method but most people aren't using it in a healthy way the moon is right they most people become obsessive over it so it's not really healthy it, unlike if you were to read or play a video game which is why yeah, like, i think i'm there's not a really difference, for it like being I said, an escape method. if you're wondering what i mean by solving your problems with shifting rather than escaping them i mean like you can script the same problem you have in your current reality in your desired reality and have a solution to that rather than just escaping the problem entirely and forgetting it ever happened. That's never a good way to do it because it's still going to be on your mind. If, and if anything, a lot of people believe in closure. And, if, and a, lot of a lot of people believe that if you don't have closure, that it's always going to be on your mind. And me personally, I believe in that. So I always need closure. I know some people I Jesus that Christ. where if they don't get closure, they think their karma is going to and come after them. that's another thing. So. Um, karma? Yeah. And shifting? Very real. I don't know if people know that, but, like, it still follows you, my man. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's not like either of us. I wouldn't know, but... <laughs> Rin's like, maybe I didn't yeah. kill anyone. <laughs> and we that's another know. topic for another day. <laughs> um, anyway, any, any last, last thoughts now? Well, well, I don't either. This was a bad episode. I'm kidding. <laughs> well, Boo, one star. <laughs> this sucked. Boo. Tomato, tomato. <laughs> Tomato, tomato, tomato. Anyway, uh, this was the very first episode of Projection Project. Hey guys, of 2023. Back to the first Watch this be the only episode. 2025. Let's go. <laughs> no, okay, it can't. <laughs> Dude, that's gonna be real. Okay, I my plan uh, is to post a good amount of episodes this year. I know I really slacked at the end of last year. I'm sorry, guys. I have, like, zero ideas. <laughs> but as I said, um, kind of in, like, fall of last year, I still plan to still post um, for Projection Project. I still plan to have um, lots of fun guests like Moon, new guests, um, probably the returning of old guests. Um, I still 
case you're still wondering, I'm still planning on doing video episodes. Um, and yeah, that is pretty sure that's everything I wanted to say just as a quick touch up. Um, but this has been, like I said before, Yippee! the first episode of Projection Project of 2023. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you, Moon, for coming Boom! on. Goodbye.